Weekly Playtime with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Stacy, Devin, how are you? Um, pretty good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm fantastic. <laughs> Survived your first week. I did. I did. I did survive. Um, barely, but it has happened. Um, n- this week seems to be knock on wood doing a much better mm-hmm. so than last week. <laughs> good. Good. Um, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I should just go ahead and say that first out. <laughs> um, I am. It's a completely different world, and I yes. am having to learn all kinds of skills that I did not know that I had, but um, or that I don't have. But I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get them. Yeah, but it's a uh, but it's good. I I enjoy it. It's meaningful. I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm doing something important. Um, it's fun. It's there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of little fun moments to it. And, um, it also really makes me appreciate my own kids more. (laughs) Well, that's good. So there's also that. (laughs) Did you tell them that? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would, I, I, I would not. (laughs) They're just going to have to, you know, guess, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But how are you, Stacy? I'm pretty good. We went hiking this weekend. And, oh, uh, not yay. hiking. Well, we did go hiking, but we went camping. Yes. <laughs> the main story was that we went camping, not hiking. Yes. Um, this weekend. So that was nice. It was a little spur of the moment because the weather was going to be so nice. Yes. So we were like, we can't let this weekend pass. Um, so you were so nice to let me reschedule. Yes, of course. Um, and so, yeah. So we, we Friday, uh, we ended up... Um, you know, get off work at five and left by seven. So completely mm. packed, got the RV packed and food ready and hit the road within all within two hours. So I felt like that was a pretty good turnaround. Um, yeah. But we went camping in a campground called Prince William Forest Park. It's on, it's in Triangle, Virginia, which is just a no. little southwest of DC. Okay. Okay. It's actually near a town called um, Dumb Fries and another one called Manassas. No, it's what? It's, it's actually Manassas, but oh. we and I don't know how the other one. The other one is really spelled Dumb Fries. It's D U M F R I E S, Dumb Fries. Um, but it's there was a sign that was like Dumb Fries Manassas. And we were like, we're like, where are we? But um, anyway, it was uh, within the forest park. There was a campground. I think it was actually called Oak Ridge Campground, which is funny because we were like, well, we won't forget that name. Right. Exactly. Um, And we got there Friday. So Saturday we woke up. There was hardly nobody there. It was nice. We went hiking. We came back. Uh, James was in the hammock. um, And I I think I was actually working a little bit, but... um, we were getting ready to, uh, we just finished lunch, and we were getting ready to just kind of chill, and then we were going to cook dinner, and it was going to be like the first time that I would have actually 
cooked a meal in the RV. So we've we've definitely ate in the RV, but it's been grab and go things like, oh, I'll just right. have like a pre-made salad or like one time we had beanie weenies, you know, so it's like yeah. very quick and easy fix things. But I was actually going to cook like an actual meal. And um, I guess it was around 3.30 ish or something. And all of a sudden we get a neighbor behind us and then we get a neighbor on the other side of us. And then another car shows up on the other side and we're like, yeah, whatever. That's people. Okay. But then they all have little children. And I'm talking like the one across from us was in a stroller. So it was small enough to be in a stroller. Right. The one right beside of us was like, I don't know, five-ish, six-ish. Uh-huh. And he was running around yelling and coming over and going, hi, hi, <laughs> hi. And then the one behind us, we couldn't see them, but we could just hear them yelling. And James and I both looked at each other, and we were just like, oh, my gosh, we cannot sit here for the rest of the night with all these kids surrounded by kids screaming. So we left. (laughs) And we went, and we found a harvest host at a brewery called the Cedar Run Brewery. Uh-huh. And uh, it it was lovely. It was a big farm, and the uh, owner came out and talked to us. And he was just like this old man that just kind of did what he wanted. And he was just like, I got bees. I'm taking them to the county fair. And, uh, yep, I'm growing some evergreen trees over here. And I got the brewery over there. I mean, he was nice. just like doing a whole bunch of little hobby piddly things. Right. And, um they did not allow children. No one under the age of 15 was oh, allowed to wow. come in. Yep. So uh, they had a band playing on the porch. They had a food truck that was barbecue. And they had picnic tables all out in the grass. So we just set up shop at a picnic table with an umbrella. We had Major had his little bed. And we had a very long leash so he could run around a little bit. And we just sat there for like the rest of the evening and um, talked to some other fellow campers that were there. And yeah, ended up being a very nice evening. So there's the contrast. You've you've switched to a job to where you are with kids all day long. We get like a kid within like a 10 foot proximity of us. And we're like, we're out of here. Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just nope. 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 Oh, so yeah. So that was kind of funny, but that is really funny. <laughs> yeah. But overall it was a nice weekend yeah no it's that's good i mean i understand everybody to each his own to each his own yeah yeah so that's all good well then what are you drinking stacy so i am drinking a little bit of wine left over from the weekend not from the brewery obviously but we had just taken some wine with us okay and um, i'm a big fan of the kendall jackson chardonnay okay so i decided to get this is kendall jackson pinot gris Ooh. G R I S. Uh, okay. So Pinot Gris. The I thought it'd be G R E I S. G R E S E A S. Grease. Like the, you know, like the musical. <laughs> yeah, like Grease Lightning. Yeah. Pinot Grease Lightning. <laughs> um, That's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, boy. Uh, so it's pretty good. It's, it's not as good as I still think their Chardonnay is their best. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Kendall Jackson fan. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I've had a few things that seems pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. as far as things go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as far as wine goes. <laughs> right, right. So, it's all good. What are you drinking? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a while since you've drank oh, your Oh, that's normal. true, that's true. Yeah, my Boda Box, mm-hmm. my Boda Box, uh, Nighthawk 
black bourbon barrel cabernet <laughs> my 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 regular <laughs> mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. usual my usual yep so yeah but you know it's funny that we're both drinking wine i know considering what our topic is <laughs> i know it was kind of uh that's what um james pointed that out when i was doing my research and i was like yeah let me go pour a glass of wine he was like uh-huh. <laughs> it's like with what with what uh mood are you actually doing this research but i guess we could actually talk about what our uh topic yep. is which is uh the curiosity of sobriety <laughs> aka <laughs> The sober curious uh, movement. The sober curious movement. Yes, exactly. Um, So I guess I talk a little bit about why this had come up for me, which is I, in Knoxville recently, there have been a number of events in my circles of people that have been hosted at kind of these alcohol-free, and they've been like... um, labeled as being sober events. So okay. the Knox Pride Center's had a few, which makes sense because they don't actually serve alcohol. Um mm-hmm. and then there have been a few events at the um there's a place called I think it's called Frog Juice Kombucha Kombucha Kombucha? Like how do you say a kombucha kombucha brewery? Kombucha? <laughs> um com- kombucha yeah anyway whatever that is um they have basically it's like they make kombucha there and then there's a bar and they have like an event space so they do different the uh the space it provides like a safe sober space for people to come and hang out and do things um and there's a lot of people in the queer community in knoxville who are also using that space to provide a safe sober space for you know that's open to queer people um Mm -hmm. and welcoming of queer people so it seems really cool but i was just like why is everybody going sober all (laughs) yeah right (laughs) do you guys know something i don't know about (laughs) so that was kind of what brought this up and then uh stacy you had said you'd You'd had known a little bit about this or heard a little bit about it, too. So we were like, we'll just do an episode on it. Yeah. So so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So that is how we have arrived. So that's how we have arrived. And I I feel like you may have done more research than I did because I did like just a little bit of research. (laughs) I don't know that I did more. I think we just branched in different directions. Okay. Okay. Um, Um, Go ahead. You start. You start. No, you, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I guess uh, to explain a little bit how I had heard of it was it was actually back when I was in Illinois and I was at the chiropractor and he, I just saw him on his screen. So I guess someone had just told him about this book called Sober Curious. Um, and it actually came out in 2018, um, which I don't know. It probably was about maybe 2019. Yeah. 2019, when I was there. But anyway, uh, and I was like, oh, what's that? Because it just sounds kind of like, I don't know, like what that sounds all sorts of interesting. Right. Um, and so I went home and kind of looked it up. And basically, um, it is also called Sober Sometimes or... It's also uh, kind of equated to mindful drinking. Right. And 
it's a, it is there is a big difference between uh, sober curious and sobriety because sobriety is more when you are an alcoholic or you have an alcohol addiction and you are you have to be sober where um sober curious is more of a choice to be sober and you may not be sober 100 percent of the time you may just cut significantly down on your drinking Um, right and so it's important to respect the people although these people that are doing the sober curious moment are kind of like oh yeah you know this is kind of cool i'm just sober sometimes or whatever um it's important to still respect the people that are on a sobriety journey uh, due to their alcoholism so i did want to make that distinction 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 up front Right. Um, about that difference. Right. Um, um, and in fact, they do say that it's not recommended for people who have a serious alcohol disorder. Like, you really need to yeah. get involved in something a little bit. Like, you can't just... <laughs> you can't just yeah. be like, oh, I'm curious about being sober if you're like... No. Seriously need help. Um, yes, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. So... Uh, from my side, the way that the term came about, from what I understand, is this lady named Rudy War- Warrington, W-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N, mm-hmm. um, was credited with coming up with it. And she came up on the scene, she's just she's an author, and she came on the scene in 2013 with an online magazine called The Numinous, Numinous, N-U-M-I-N-O-U-S, I feel like I'm spelling a lot of things today, Numinous, but that's about modern spirit, I can't talk, I haven't been drinking that much wine, spirituality, spirituality? Modern spirituality. (laughs) Good gosh. Should we just start this episode over? Oh my. Uh, um, So I don't know exactly what modern spirituality is, but. You just can't even say it. No, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to stop talking about it. But um, so kind of like, yeah, I don't know. uh, something like instead of new age it's now age you know i don't know god but (laughs) yeah i know but uh anyway so fast forward 2018 um she wrote the book sober curious and it basically was around uh stop drinking for mental or physical health not due to alcoholism again okay um but it was just a very casual approach to you know hey is drinking really making you feel better or not? Right. Are you using it as a crutch? You know, so just kind of asking those questions of people. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing, though, is when I got on her website, so I was kind of looking through a couple different things, and not the Numinous um, website, but when I actually got on her just Rudy, uh, Ruby Warrington website, she also has a podcast, and... That I actually think is really interesting. And if you are also interested, once you take a look, um, I think it might be interesting to make this a two-parter. And okay. uh, maybe for next week, we each listen to an episode and then kind of talk about it. Okay. But uh, basically, I mean, they all are all around alcohol stuff. But like, they're, one of them is alcohol. These are just the ones I saved that I was interested in. Okay. But it was um, alcohol and ADHD, um, addiction and attachment theory, booze buddhism and being human and the new cocktail o'clock which is about mocktails and stuff oh wow yeah no i see a lot of stuff there seems to be one here just at the very beginning if i look i don't know can i look in here without 
finding out. Um, uh, there's a full spectrum life coach Godex on transcending binary. Oh yes. So yeah. like who who seems to be a apparently potentially a non-binary person. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so that could be like a really interesting, yeah. Yeah. Working with creating sober yeah. circles and spaces and healing in the QTBI POC space. So interesting. So yeah, I'm okay. This yeah. This could be good. This could be good. Yeah. 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 So um, also, I thought this was interesting. You talking about the sober events that were popping up around Knoxville because when I was researching this, um, there was an article that was talking about some alcohol-free bars that were popping up in Austin, Texas. Right. And I think that would be so cool because um, that's the problem I run into a lot is like when you do want to go out and have a social event, um, it's just not the same to sit and like drink a soda while you're talking or whatever. Right. Um, and tea shops aren't usually open that late. So it would be really cool to have a place to go to where you could still order mocktails where it still feels like a bar, but you're right. ordering mocktails instead of cocktails. I think that would be so cool. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't know how to find them. Well, I mean, I think that they're becoming more popular, apparently, yeah. from all of this. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, articles that I read to prep for this was uh, really about the movement and uh, talking, spe- and this is from 2019, so I'm sure mm-hmm. it's gotten even more so, but just talking about the different bars that are um, popping up in the different places. There's one called like Sands Bar. Um, oh, yeah, that's the one. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then there's there were a few other ones, but just like this is, you know, a place where people can get together and, you know, connect and talk and hang out and maybe dance. Like one of the events that's happening locally, which I will probably not go to because COVID, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's this Friday, is um, it's called the Dance Your Pants Off uh, yeah. p- dance party. So basically the idea is that you show up in your underwear um, <laughs> and, you know, and you dance. And that is something that I would probably be interested in doing if I was not afraid <laughs> of catching COVID <laughs> by yeah. being in a room with a lot of people. But if you think about it, you it, being in a sober space makes something like that a little bit more um, like... Safe? Yeah, like a little bit more accessible for people to do because, you know, you if you're going to go to a dance party and then everyone's going to get half naked... Like you, <laughs> if there was alcohol involved, that could, there are lots of ways that could go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. People could become mm-hmm. more aggressive. People could become, uh, would be unwilling to, to, or not un- unwilling, gosh, unable to, to mm-hmm. fully give enthusiastic consent because they have been, um, they're not quite in their right mind. Um, and so it makes it very cloudy. It makes it very icky in a lot of ways right like that's part of why if you go to a club or whatever and people are you know being all whatever slammed up Mm -hmm. against you or you touching butts or whatever it it feels gross to some to some people maybe not to everybody to me it's always felt like oh don't touch me yeah um because everybody's drinking and you just don't like it just doesn't feel safe it does not feel safe and so i do feel like this tight that this paradigm gives this you know gives the ability to 
be a little bit more daring and be a little bit more like free in some mm-hmm. ways because you don't have to worry as much about like the sort of, you know, combating the the downside of people drinking a lot of alcohol, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that to be like people are probably less assholes. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and people make better choices right right exactly exactly mm-hmm. um but yeah i so i basically when i was doing research i just went and looked up different um articles and so one which i'll link to is from verywellmind.com and so it's just mm-hmm. basically an overview and it has like very uh useful infographics in case you need those <laughs> um yep But basically, it's talking about the fact that, you know, you can socialize at the sober bars, you attend sober events, but you don't have to give up alcohol entirely. So there are times Mm -hmm. that you may feel like, hey, yeah, I still want to drink. And, you know, you had mentioned mindful drinking, and I feel like that's part of it. And one of the things that I found, found interesting when I was looking into this is that it does seem to be paired with the same like in the same circles and in the same movements as mindfulness and intentional living and minimalism and like all of that stuff that's more about like you know people living a more authentic and like you know um uncomplicated life and like so i found it interesting that this seems to be not necessarily grown out of that movement but seems to be adjacent to that movement. And you telling me that the that the lady who wrote the original book that kind of spearheaded this, you know, writing a um for a spiritual blog that's not yeah, spiritual or whatever. Um that makes me think about that too because I feel like that's that taps into a lot of that same, you know, let's <laughs> Let's be, let's, let's cleanse ourselves of all the negative energy of whatever, right? And let's yeah focus on the now and let's be present and let's meditate and let's, you know, and obviously I love all of these things. So yeah. I'm like, well, shit, should, does this mean I have to be sober curious now? <laughs> I mean, that's what all the kill kids are doing. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I don't know, man. <laughs> um. I know that when we were talking about this before we started doing research in it, one of the things that you were um, interested in was whether or not part of this was a reaction to um, to like the health problems that come along with alcoholism. Because yes. we were talking about the fact that, you know, our parents smoked, or at least my mom smoked. Um, our, that our parents' generation, our parents' yeah. generation were like avid smokers. And then so many of them got really, really sick and are still living with and, or have passed away from complications due to, uh, to that kind of lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so, so many of us in our generation don't smoke at all. Like, you know, right. uh, because of that, because we're just like, we were very anti smoking cigarettes because we were, terrified of all these health effects and so Mm -hmm. um i know you especially were curious on whether or not this movement part of this movement came from like the generation after us or you know yeah (laughs) like like earlier or younger millennials and and uh zennials or whatever the z's the Mm -hmm. gen z's if um 
like, are they reacting to the health issues that are part of um, uh, drinking? And is Mm -hmm. that why they're more inclined to be sober curious? And I didn't know if you saw anything about that or not when you were doing your when you were doing your research. Well, so I am still interested in that, but I did not end up going down that rabbit hole. Okay. Um, while I, at least not the, spe- I didn't specifically research generational stuff. Okay. Um, but I definitely think framing it up that way about the different, um, seeing the health, uh, not benefits, health detriments uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, from drinking. Because um, even when I was researching this and I was trying to not actually look at the articles that gave, because we've done episodes on the bad things of drinking we continue to drink right. but we've done the research yes and we know of all these things that like, can mess with your sleep cycle it can cause depression it can cause cancer it mm-hmm. can you know all sorts of stuff and even as much as i was trying to stay away from those types of articles that stuff would still be in these articles because um one of the questions that it said and i liked uh i liked this thought was um, treat it like other health behaviors, just like exercise or eating fresh foods by asking yourself, does it make me feel good or bad? Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of the articles when it was when they were interviewing people about making this change in their lifestyle, they would be like, you know, oh, well, you know, when I stopped drinking just for even for a little bit, um, I was happier and I was my my creative side came back. Right, um, right. You know, and and so talking about those kinds of benefits. And so I think definitely, I think you're right on the point there in that just like we saw what smoking did to our parents, uh, the younger generation is seeing what drinking is doing to us and like, you know, just different extremes of that. Um, My problem with the question of does it make me feel good or bad is... It only sometimes makes me feel bad. Right. And, and, you know, if I obviously if I drink too much. and But the problem is I'm not good at knowing when that cutoff point is. Right, you know? right, so sometimes, right. Um, I mean, obviously, if you have like one drink, it's not going to, you're not going to really be hungover. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll feel fine the night before and I'll still wake up with a headache. Yes. Just dehydration or whatever. Right. And uh, so that's what makes me so mad is that it's unpredictable when it makes me feel bad the next day. But, um you know, I would be curious just because I actually saw something the other day that was talking about um, regular drinking, even just a little bit, but a regular drinking can uh, make it harder for you to handle stress. Oh. Um, and so I thought about being sober curious for a little bit and seeing if, you know, just like the stress levels improved. And then, of course, as I worked out more, just kind of helping um that so yeah yeah i don't know yeah i still need to so definitely this is definitely going to be a two-parter because i still do need to uh, research the generational stuff right i will say kind of related to that it um i do have more to say about generational stuff but i'll put that on hold because related specifically to like does it make you feel better and all this stuff um one of the things that i that i started to do now that i have kids (laughs) And and I'm working with them all day long, um, is that I stopped drinking during the weekdays. Like if I'm, cause ah. I'm like I'm gonna go get up and uh, hang out with a whole bunch of kids, um, so I'm not going to 
drink, you know, I may have like a beer or something, at, but I'm not going to like stay up and drink wine, you know, until yeah. I get tipsy or whatever. Like, yeah, I can't do that during the week anymore. Um, right. So what I've noticed is that because that ended up with me like not drinking several days in a row. And I will mm-hmm. say for sure, my sleep was better. I woke up oh. and I felt better. Um and then, like, on the weekend, I hung out with Thomas one night, and we were, like, watching Sandman and drinking. Um, and then the next day, I woke up with a headache, and I was like, oh, hold on. All those times <laughs> that I woke up and I thought that I had COVID because I had a bad headache and felt like I'd been hit by a truck. Oh, I just had a little low-key hangover. No worries. <laughs> yep. um, so that was kind of an embarrassing realization. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> come up with um but yeah so there was that but i definitely felt better physically in the mornings um when i was not drinking so i will throw that out there as a you know in the i i'm not gonna say that i've done the sober curious thing yet but in the couple of days that i abstained so that i could (laughs) function correctly in my job which seems like that just you know Barely makes me not an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I realized that, oh, I actually feel better. So. <laughs> you're, uh, let's see if I could, you're low functioning sober. Something. I don't know what a, instead of alcoholic sober, all like, right. you're a low functioning sober. Low functioning sober, all like, <laughs> that yeah. sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, so, but I think, so, yeah, um, I think one of the challenges, and I think, well, what definitely makes being sober curious more appealing to me than trying to just be, um, to kind of quit cold turkey. Well, one, definitely quitting cold turkey, anything is going to be harder. Right. But, um, you know, we have this culture that embraces alcohol as essential to bonding, celebrating, and socializing. Right. And I think that's so true. And in fact, just because, like... Even just recently, you and I were considering doing Whole30. Yeah. And in Whole30, you can't have alcohol. And as we're looking at our calendars, we're like, well, you know, there'll be a Halloween party. Yeah, exactly. The holidays and you got New Year's. And then it was like, man, when are we going to fit? When are we going to fit in 30 days of no drinking? Right, exactly. You know, it it shouldn't be that hard. Only dry January. It's the only time it can happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because it's been made socially acceptable to to say, oh, I'm doing dry January. And then right. people are like, oh, okay, cool. You know? Right, exactly. Exactly. That's the only reason it's easy. I know. I know. <sighs> it's, it's yeah. You know, and I, I, <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, how in the world did I ha- go through three pregnancies? <laughs> I know. I know. During that. Every time. Well, not every time because I wasn't there for the first one. But uh, for the two pregnancies, you'd be like, oh, I'm pregnant. And I'd be like, oh, me. You know, because it's like, there goes my drinking buddy yep. for nine months. It's true. <laughs> well, actually a little more. Yeah, because you. Yeah, because usually I'd wait till a few months in till they, you know. Yeah. It's like, um, I won't, I won't poison my child just yet. Well, the, <laughs> their brains finish developing for like, yeah, a few weeks at least before we yeah start doing that. Um. I'm kidding. I never was drunk when I breastfed my children. No. Just throwing no. that out there. I was once drunk when I was pumping and dumping in Rachel's bedroom. Um, but <laughs> yes. at a Halloween party. But that was like the first time I'd gone out in 
the since I had Kess, and I yes. paid for it later that night. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's another story for another time. Yes. I did do a little bit of research about the generation thing, and okay. um, not much. I couldn't find what I was hoping for, but what I did mm-hmm. find was kind of interesting. It's not directly related, but it's tangential tangentially tangentially anyway <laughs> i'm not the only one that can't talk tonight. yeah apparently <laughs> uh with my one not even an entire glass of wine i'm like what um yeah so i have this article and i'll put it in show notes from the guardian and it's titled generation z we have more to do than drink and take drugs and mm. there's like i guess what you find is that the post-millennial generation um, tends to, like, I, you would almost say that they're getting two-shoes because, like, mm-hmm. they, they have less sex. They, they have less teenage pregnancy. They take far fewer drugs. They drink less. Um, they prior, prior, jeez, what is wrong with us? They, I don't know. They're more interested in good grades uh-huh. before friendship. Um, like, they're much more, like, sensible, right? Mm-hmm. They're very addicted to their screens and social media. But mm. as far as, like, you know, um, other substances, they're not. And I think that's really interesting because, that is. you know, that's... Um, I don't know. I remember he- hearing something on NPR several, like probably a year ago at this point, or maybe even longer, where it was about whether it was about like a study that they had done that was looking at people having sex, and mm-hmm. it was um, like a shocking study because what they realized were that people were having less sex. Um, yeah, and. So I think that's kind of related to this and that the new generations are just like, I don't really want to touch anybody. Just talk to me over my phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They're so socially awkward. Yeah. They can't even connect. (laughs) But they don't seem to be interested in that sort of stuff. So, uh, or at least not as much. I mean, obviously there's going to be people who are, who are different, but, um, yeah, like they just want to hang out with each other and play games. Um, what was it that they called? There's something called a. Hold on, let me see if I can find it again. Um, kickback. So, hmm. uh, this in this in this uh, article, going out takes a lot of effort. It's boring, repetitive, and expensive. She says. Obviously, I used to go out a lot in my first year at university, but now we do more kickbacks. And so, what a kickback is is apparently like the a cross between you know, house party and a preteen sleepover where people like go to a house and they hang out and they listen to music and they make their own food and they play games. Um, and they just like hang out (laughs) and play video games and whatever. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, we don't need to actually go out because we have so much to do at each other's houses. Um, which I don't disagree. Like that sounds cool, but also like, I can't imagine doing that without (laughs) Okay, yep. See, that might be a problem. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, just because we always have, right? Like, that's Right, what no, we do. yeah, I, I agree. Um, but apparently that's, like, that's not what people do. 
Um, yeah. Gen Zers are more cautious and risk averse than their parents. So I think yeah. that's kind of interesting. Anyway. See, that's my problem, too, is that I feel like, like, if I want to go, like, I don't know how to socialize and I can relax. Sure. I can sit on the couch and just play on my phone or play a video game. But if I'm going out to socialize, like, I don't know how to because we've been trained. Yeah. To socialize, you go have drinks. You're like, oh, hey, you want to go get some drinks after work or whatever. You know, it's like, do you want to go get some milkshakes? You know, doesn't. But see, places like the you know frog, uh, frog juice butchery or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's true. You know, it's like, hey, will you you want to go get some kombucha after work? <laughs> right, right. You want to get some mocktails? Like, yeah. Then that's that makes it a little bit cooler, man. Like, it's not it's not as awkward. Yeah, maybe potentially. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> for me. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's like, I, I'm an introvert. I don't even care. Like, I spend most of my time, whenever I'm drinking, it's mostly like I'm with a glass of wine and a book, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I just, I don't know. I've just always really liked the taste of wine and yeah. beer mm-hmm. and, you know, but that's fine. Like, I I get that it's not great for me, Um. And that I probably should make a change. So I don't know. Maybe this is something to explore. Maybe this is a challenge waiting to happen. Um, yeah. You know, like maybe this will maybe this will turn into something else besides the two parter that we have already teed up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but that those are the major points that I came on. I didn't want to know if there was anything else you wanted to to talk about or cover before we wrapped up for this episode. Um, no, I think that well, I covered all my notes. Okay, awesome. When I say I covered my notes, I mean I've had three links and then I clicked on them and then scrolled through and remembered <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I actually, I had notes. I know, I could tell you had notes. Yeah. I, I was not, I was not as prepared as I should have been for this one, but that's okay. No, that's okay. That's fine. That's totally okay. Well, okay. So are we going to do this again next week? Is that the plan? We're going to talk more. We're going to listen to some podcast episodes from... uh, Well, I don't know. Considering that is uh, only a couple days away now, (laughs) hopefully I can fit in a podcast. Oh, we got it. We got it. We got this. No problem. We can listen listen to some podcast episodes. Look, our best episodes are when we listen to podcast episodes and then talk about podcast episodes. So... That's very true. That's very true. We are a podcast. We should just... We should rename our tagline to be a podcast about podcasts and uh yeah. you know that's what we do <laughs> a long podcast about short podcast <laughs> that is oh, us. we watch 10 minute episodes and turn them into an hour and 10 minutes <laughs> that's what we're great at <laughs> yep all right stacy well then i'll talk to you next week and we will continue our sober curious journey all right, I like it. All right. Okie dokie. Love you, Stacey. Devin. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho